Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. Welcome, guys. And welcome back to Nelson, who just came back from a trip to Disneyland with his friends from college. Yeah, college buddies. Yeah, so we are going to be talking about that later in the episode. Uh, so today's episode, we're going to be talking about a little bit of news regarding Galaxy's Edge, and then we're going to go over Nelson's trip that he just went on. So... Yeah, that's going to be what we're going to be talking about today. So let's get into it. Let's talk about uh, Galaxy's Edge. The latest news that was just announced um, on March 7, 2019, was that they gave us, during the earnings call, a specific date of opening of Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland, as well as at Disney's Hollywood Studios. So the dates are going to be... May 31st at Disneyland Resort in California and August 29 at Disney's Hollywood Studios in Florida. And they're going to be uh, debuting early because of high guest interest in the immersive land. All right. So there it looks like according to this D23 article, they're going to be opening them in phases um, for phase one on opening day. You're going to be able to take in the sight sounds and experiences of Batu from Ogus Cantina to the Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. And that is going to be the only ride or attraction that's open for that phase one and then phase two they're going to open rise of the resistance so the thing that they mentioned in the article is that at disneyland between may 31st and june 23 2019 uh, you're going to have to make a reservation at no cost subject to availability to access galaxy's edge they're going to have more details about the reservations on disneyland.com and the disney parks blog so also, if you're staying at any of the three Disneyland Resort hotels, you're going to have a designated reservation, one per guest, to access the new land during your stay if it falls within those dates. You're still going to need a valid theme park admission to get in. So now the difference is on August 29, uh, guests are going to need valid admission, but they're not going to need that no-cost reservation to get into the land. So that's the difference there between um, Disneyland and Hollywood Studios. So after hearing the news, what did you guys think? Uh, Rissa, what did you think of, of of hearing the news here? Um, it's exciting that uh, we have a date now, so we know what to expect. Um, it's also interesting that it's going to be in phases. Uh, I just hope that the crowds will be manageable. Um, and I'm a little disappointed that the uh, Galaxy's Edge opening in Hollywood Studios is is so soon. Um, but hopefully, it it actually helps us more because hopefully the crowds will be like tired of it i don't know they probably won't be tired of it but you know <laughs> yeah. hopefully the novelty will wear off a little bit uh, well, by the time we get there so one thing that they did do at um over in the disney world is if you remember pandora it's one that's the latest uh land that was open right so right. what they did was even for toy story land actually that's the latest one so for toy story land and both uh that and pandora they did pass holder previews so they did this thing where they tested out where they allowed pass holders to access the land earlier. And um, that kind of made the crowds die a little bit, but it was still packed, obviously. Uh, so, Nelson, what do you think about the news here? Uh, well, I was um, happy that they finally announced at least uh, a date for Disneyland because um, now that we know the date, I know when to... <laughs> Not be there. <laughs> you know, well, there's that, but I know how, like, I'll try and go as often as I can up until that point. <laughs> right, definitely. Yeah. Make use of so, your annual pass. Right, so from, I guess, when they announced it March 7th up until that May 30th, I'll say. That's probably when I'll be going as much as I can up until then. And I'm kind of with Rissa where um, with the August 29th uh, opening day in Hollywood Studios, I'm like, dang, that's early. <laughs> yeah. They so, might be pushing it, right? Yeah. Um, so... I mean, it's only time will tell what it'll, what crowds will look like when we go in November. But um, yeah, it's a little concerning that it it's you know opening way sooner than expected. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll just have to wait and see. All right. So one thing that this article does not mention, but I've read in other places, is fast passes. Okay, so 
They don't mention anything about FastPass Plus in um, Disney World or Fast Passes at Disneyland. But from what I've read in other places, Fast Passes are not available for either of the attractions. And um, that may be because they want to move to a paid system for this land. And, you know, that might be something that happens just like they have it they actually have a paid system in shanghai as well so they might be implementing it and trying it out here with this land what do you guys think that fast passes are not going to be available on opening uh rissa what do you think um i mean it makes sense uh it'll help with the crowds but it's also a little daunting um because if people take to it then the parks will kind of be like a pay to play kind of thing just like with video games mm -hmm. where the people that have the money to just spend and throw on fast passes um they benefit more uh so it it's it's a little sad uh that it's gonna be that way but hopefully it's only temporary but we know with these things that uh they end up they phasing to, in the, the yeah. And stuff yeah yeah they tend to not be temporary what do you think nelson um with the whole fast pass situation here uh well I, I honestly think it makes sense that um, I guess it's also kind of a helps as a dry run for the, the line queues. Because, I mean, if they designed them particular, I forget which one was it, Rise of the Resistance or mm -hmm. the other one that had the five hour yep. line queue. Yep. Um, if it was Rise of the Resistance, I guess that's not till later. But yeah, I feel like this is at least a way to help, I guess, see how the line queue works. Yeah. It's actual real guests that's true so um without having you know the to using the fast pass bypassing all that standard uh standby queue so i guess it has a practical use to it but also that kind of sucks <laughs> definitely definitely <laughs> that i mean well unless they make the the line queue interactive like what they do at disney world a lot of the time so it might be worth it but it still doesn't change the fact that you know we are there for pass. hours yeah. at a time right, and right. there's lack of fast pass yeah aren't you scared though that they might roll it out to the rest of the park the Ooh, pay to play put it that pass. way yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't that, even that's my that. fear because so, like if it catches on if they make a lot of money out this way they might want to roll it out to their more popular attractions so right Say now this is, oh, like, kind of like e-tickets be like this is a premium attraction you need to pay premium for getting a pa fast pass yeah so what i was going to say is right now max pass they already increased the price of 15 dollars an hour uh, an hour a day uh to access the max pass right they increased yeah. it from 10 last year to the 15 this year. And the thing is with that, you know, it's still cheaper than, say, Universal because they have a fast pass system as well, but you have to pay for it. And it's a lot more expensive than $15 per use. Right. So do you think they're just, you know, going with the trend here? Because, you know, other parks have that type of thing, but it's paid, right? What do you think, Rissa? Do you think they're just trying to keep up with Universal here? I don't think they need to keep up with Universal per se because they make a lot of money on merch. If people are spending money on fast passes, they're going to lose money on merch. So um, it, something's got to give at some point, especially with the, the prices for their food and and entrance alone um i don't know if people are really gonna keep going to disneyland if, if they continue to you know make it a money machine because before it was really about the guest experience and um trying to help people live their youth and how can you do that when you're constantly opening up your wallet and uh you know being an adult basically so uh Nelson, do you think this that Disney is just trying to see what limit they can get themselves to before people start stop you know buying into it? Do you think they're just trying to push the limits here? Yeah, um, I I would think that Disney wants would like to be or they're interested in see how the crowds would react to right. this sort of thing. As um sure it's it's been done in other parks, but here at Disneyland, yeah, this would be a first. So yeah, I'm I not really on board with it but times are changing <laughs> definitely to me it seems like they are trying to get their profit margins up and you know appease their shareholders uh that seems like the thing that they're really trying to do is get their share price up you know um but it is a business so that's the business aspect of it they're trying to see how much they can get away with how much they can increase prices until the crowds stop coming because right now it doesn't seem like it's slowing down at all. So they can just keep going up and up and up. And at some point, it's going to level off. And at that point, that's probably where they're going to stop. So I mean, you see it all the time yeah. with uh, Disneyland where 
they'll take away certain past levels and then they'll be like, oh, just kidding. Next year, we'll, we're reintroducing it because they push the limits too far and they need to back off a little. Right, right. But they're never going to like decrease their prices. It's nope. just reintroducing different levels. Um, so that's why I'm a little scared about this thing. Um, hopefully it's a temporary uh, aspect of, of the fast pass that it's not going to become you have to pay f- to get fast passes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So let's talk about ha- ha- the effect of Galaxy's Edge on people's trips if they've had some already planned and also if they're planning on going. So let's start with Disneyland because that's the first one they're going to open and it's going to be May 31st through June 23, 2019 when they do the reservation needed. So I've seen a lot of people right after the announcement was made, they started booking flights, hotels outside of Disney so they don't get a reservation already for their stay. Um, what do you guys think? Do you think this is going to affect crowd levels like to levels that we've never seen before, even especially for the May 31st opening? Um, what do you think, Rissa? What do you think here? Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think that's why they're, uh, Disney decided to announce the date so early. Um, they're trying to maximize the the hype, and I think it's gonna be insane. And and uh, I'm not going to going to the parks between May 31st and June 23rd. Uh, I'm only gonna go in in August because of D23 Expo when that's already gonna be madness. So hopefully, uh, we don't get capped out. <laughs> Because there's going to be like a conglomerate of Disney fans as well as summer vacation with Galaxy's Edge open. So um, I'm a little scared. (laughs) Nelson, how do you think this is going to affect Disneyland, especially with crowds, now that there's an announcement about Galaxy's Edge opening? Well, you definitely like uh, what you were saying. People um, already started booking flights and went on trips to go down without even knowing about this whole reservation thing. That's just like... um, I don't know if they're doing like Disney's doing enough to like um, announce that like or tell people that sure like we have the park this new land's gonna be opening but I mean it's definitely the I don't know what I'm trying to say it's it's definitely the customers' fault for not really looking into it yeah looking into it or not paying enough attention um, I mean they obviously did announce it but I I just feel like it's kind of a fault on both ends where Disney's not saying enough or it's they're not advertising that enough versus also the the consumer not um, trying to to investigate further basically yeah they're it's just they're They're doing an impulse impulse right exactly it's just like they they announce the date oh i must get uh, you know i i've got to go at this time now so i think the problem is um we're in an age where people submit to clickbait without actually clicking the link right um, or it's TLDR and they just don't want to read the whole entire article right. and like that other stuff is kind of embedded in there. They read, oh, these are the dates um, that we're looking for. This is the key information. Okay, let's move on. Let's let's book everything. So it's a matter um, of reading comprehension as well. Yeah, I, and I think that's kind of one of the struggles of not just our generation, but like our society right now. We're we're really all about instant gratification. Yes. Because we're we're like a move, move, move society. And I think Disney is one trying to capitalize on that. Yes. And two, I think it's also we need to learn from these mistakes. Um we need to read the fine print. We need to read the terms and conditions because you never know what's written in there. Yeah. So when you mentioned about the reservation, I was like, Oh, that's interesting. I didn't even know that. If I if you didn't mention it, I probably wouldn't have known, right? Yeah. So yeah. I feel like people like especially Disney, like Nelson said, they're not advertising it. And you know why I think that is? It's because they know that people are gonna do these impulsive things and flood the park, not knowing they can't get into Galaxy's Edge and they'll be turned away. So that actually crowds Disneyland. It it maxes maxes it out in terms of capacity. And then it will also max out everything around the area. And it's good for Disney to keep it a little bit on the down low so that um, they have more people in the parks. It, it makes people come into the parks without, you know, telling them explicitly, hey, you need a reservation. Hey, you need a reservation, right? So yeah. th- that's to your point about capitalizing on the society as a whole. Yeah, I, I also think it's kind of funny how they're overhauling all of downtown Disney right now. And they're doing like a hard push because they they know that the parks are going to cap out 
So what better way to get money than to have people go through downtown Disney and spend all their money there? Exactly. Especially with like World of Disney, they got that done really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And you know, since that's one of the stores that they actually own and operate, that's one of the things that they really push to get done. I think I think it was also smart of them to spread out the stores. Yes. Because they, they took out like different sections of World of Disney because it used to have like a complete comprehensive and you couldn't even walk in there. Right. And now like Wad is mainly like toys and, and clothing Clothes, and, yeah. you know, all the other stuff. And then they have like a home store. They have an art store. So it, it's kind of smart how they how they separated everything. So people actually walk throughout their their uh, the rest of downtown Disney. I agree. So. Let's talk about um, Disney World now, uh, because that's going to be a whole nother experience here. Uh, Galaxy's Edge is opening at Hollywood Studios on uh, August 29. So, I mean, there are people who make their reservations way in advance. And some people were intentionally making reservations in September, October, because they were expecting late fall. Because according to a lot of the, the ads and the, you know, the teasers, they said late fall for the opening, but it turns out it's more like late summer. Um, so people are kind of scared because they made the reservations already and, you know, they don't want to change them or they don't want to move it to before that, you know? So uh, what do you think, Nelson, what do you think here about Disney World having that really early opening date? Uh, I, I have kind of mixed feelings about it just because like, well, if they wanted to do it, like if they wanted to make it earlier, it's kind of still late though because um that's pretty much the end of summer break right late and summer yep so they obviously won't be getting the summer vacationers crowd that like as much they'll get the tail end of it but yeah and then for those who like made the reservations a ahead of time for like say september or, or so it's <laughs> kind of a bummer but you know it, it was a it was a gamble from from the get-go just Definitely. to even um make a reservation for then i mean sh sure we um are kind of gambling too when it comes to the food and wine festival in november but that one's been more consistent definitely, as it's definitely. it's a yearly thing versus this is an opening of a new land right so it's unfortunate for those who made the you know the gamble because it didn't work it didn't pan out for them so and, uh what do you think about the people that actually have to go around this time you know in august do you think that the whole parks are going to be affected like all four parks are going to be affected by the amount of crowds that are coming um i've seen memes where <laughs> people are like uh the line for galaxy's edge starts here and it's like heathrow airport and stuff like <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> well so, um yeah this is definitely gonna affect all the parks yeah once yeah um, yeah once this one new area it's only what they said 14 acres Yes, 14 acres. Once they open up these 14 acres in just one park, yeah, it's going to affect every single park because, you know, everyone's going to want to try it for at least some part of their trip. They're going to want to try and get into Hollywood Studios. Definitely. Particularly this um, uh, Galaxy's Edge. And as um, you pointed out earlier, there's no reservation required for for Hollywood Studios. Yes. So that just makes the, you know, the entry that much easier. So... Yeah, there's going to definitely be a lot more people, a lot more people interested to even just go. And in between the days, like, okay, we'll go this day, but then let everyone else go like on all the other days that we're not going. So they're just going to go to the other parks at that point. Right. So, yeah, it's just going to be a flood of people. So my advice would be rope drop. Just rope <laughs> drop it because that's your best chance. Um if you're going to go to Hollywood Studios for the day. And then if you're I, going for the day, just stay in Hollywood Studios because you're probably going to reach capacity at some point in the day. I just don't know like how effective that's going to be um, because we've we've all tried to rope drop Peter Pan before uh -huh. and gotten like screwed over. <laughs> like <laughs> you, you get pushed by a stroller and all of a sudden it's 60 minutes. Like you try to rope drop uh, Galaxy's Edge. Who knows how that's going to be? Like we don't, there's only like what? one entrance or two entrances two, as yeah. opposed to the three in um disneyland uh so even with two entrances like if one person is covering that entrance and another person's on the other like you don't know how this is gonna play out um it's it's uncharted territory so to speak for us so hopefully it's it, it's manageable just because uh 
Disney World is so spread out. And like like you you guys have been saying before that resort um, hopping is a little harder yep. um, over there. So hopefully people stick to their corners and uh, it, hopefully it's more manageable. So what also though, what I've seen is like um, when it's more established, like the land is opened a little bit longer, say for like so- Toy Story Land, uh, rope dropping actually is a good idea um, because you can get Slinky Dog Dash in there and then get the other ride in real quick. Uh, but for, you know, Galaxy's Edge, like you said, it's uncharted territory. We don't know. I would still try to road drop even if I mean, yeah, know, it's always know. worth a shot. It's just we don't know how spread out Galaxy's Edge is going to be, um, what the choke points are going to be. Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, and you don't always have the fastest people in your group. And especially if you're going to roll deep. Yep. Uh, everybody got to be on their on their uh, walking A-game. fast game. Yeah. 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 No tripping. No tripping. <laughs> no, no strollers. <laughs> no, no strollers. Uh oh. Yeah. So <laughs> Zane um, will like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, even if we like, for example, if we go in November, we road drop, we can't make Galaxy's Edge. At least there's more things to do in the park. You know, like you have other parts of the park, like you still have Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller Coaster and other parts that you can still do so right but the impact of of that of not being able to rope drop it accurately is uh all those other people that get turned away are gonna then do the other, same thing yeah. yeah yeah those other attractions all of a sudden get flooded true i mean so we've seen it's that like, happen. it's like a yeah. chain reaction where you're basically chasing lines i tried to do that at disneyland once where i was looking at the app i'm like oh space mountains 10 minutes i book over there it's actually closed so we go to the next one oh matterhorn's 10 minutes oh actually it's 30 minutes okay let's go to the next one we go to big thunder oh it's 10 minutes nope just kidding it's 40 minutes so you're gonna be basically chasing lines if you don't have like a plan and like a game plan um which is one of the downsides about having an app that doesn't update as frequently um it's not like a live kind of update so well at least at disney world there's still the fast pass plus system so if you have hollywood right. studios book for the day and you have your pass passes already then you're you know you're set for at least three rides basically right so but although they're not going to have it for galaxy's edge so that's why i was suggesting rope drop but yeah yeah so yeah that's how it's going to be affected and um, it's going to be interested interesting to see what happens um, how it pans out first at Disneyland and then Disney World because I feel like they're gonna try to use Disneyland as a like a measuring stick, you know, to try to see how it, the operations are gonna go before they. It's like a you know like a test run or something. Do you what do you guys think? Do you think it's like a test run for Disney World? Oh, absolutely. I would definitely think that you know Disney's gonna want to pay attention to how it's uh, how people react, how things work, how things run at the Disneyland version, and then they'll make a adjustments to try and mitigate any issues encountered it's like a it's like the the guinea pig right it's, it's yeah. the guinea pig for hollywood studios don't you think it's kind of interesting that with walt disney world having so much space they just mimic disneyland uh their galaxy's edge to make it only 14 acres as well yeah i mean they have a lot of space in that area that they could develop right and yeah. it's not just what they use they could even expand further but why they didn't do it i have no clue they probably just said we have one design we're just going to use it for both places i think that's what they did but like in my opinion it would have been way cooler if you had a different outpost yes oh definitely oh yeah oh yeah especially with them trying to develop the star wars um hotel over there oh yeah like it would have been a cooler interaction to having a different outpost on the other side of the coast. It, it just makes more sense that way. Yeah, especially because they have unique things in Disney World. Right. You know, so I mean, you could still totally have the same rides with Smuggler's Run and um, Rise of the Resistance, um, just in a different outpost. Exactly. You know, they'd be like, this is not bad too. This is yeah. another area, another yeah. for- post, you know. Mm-hmm. You just change the story a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Well... You never know. I mean, they might even put a fifth gate, so they might have just said, oh, we'll just copy this one, and then later on when we build our new park, it's totally unique. So who yeah. knows? Who knows? All right. I'd like Ooh. some more love for the Empire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is it got to be Rise of the Resistance, right? Why can't it be Rise of the Empire? <laughs> you mean the First Order. First Order. Sorry. First Order. Unless we're going back to the past. Yeah, nah. Well, yeah. the original trilogy was the most profitable one, so... 
I don't yeah, I don't true. see them going past or uh, letting that go. <laughs> yeah, which is why they still do have Tatooine Alley over at um, in Hollywood Studios as well. So mm-hmm. got that Star uh, Tours ride going. All right, so uh, let's let's go into the trip report from Nelson. Since uh, oh yeah, all right. Um, so Nelson, you you went down on uh, Saturday, is that right? Yeah, I um. Me, uh, my friend Eric, he came down Friday evening and spent the night, and we left on uh, early Saturday morning to head down to Anaheim. Um, my friend Teal, she had plans on uh, Friday night, so she wasn't able to host us because I was originally hoping we could all just go down that Friday night and just you know chill at night and then you know be ready to go by the following morning but um she already had made other plans and so like oh, okay that's fine uh me and eric just um you know did our usual schedule we woke up at, and left uh by three in the morning got down to portos at Buena park about 6 30 and <laughs> it was funny eric's comment to me is like wow you really have this down nelson i'm like yep i've done this quite a few times to- uh once or twice <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah once or twice yeah. <laughs> so but, um uh, yeah, it kind of all just worked like clockwork at that point. So yeah, I, I saw that you guys rope dropped um, in your yes, video. We did. Mm-hmm. What did you end up? Where did you end up going after you guys rope dropped? Oh uh, well, we unfortunately wanted to do all the mountains. At, well, minus Splash Mountain, mm-hmm. we wanted to do all the mountains at Disneyland. But of course, the best one was down Aww. space. Yeah, what's it? Is is it like closed for refurbishment or? That's what it was listed under. Yeah, it said in the app when we were just waiting because I was like, "So, Eric, what do you want to do?" He's like, uh, "Let's do Space Mountain first. Like, okay, let's head towards Tomorrowland and then buy the rope." And I checked the app when we got there, and it was like, "Oh, it's a star." Oh, because um, Disneyland was also open that morning for the extra magic hour. Okay. So when I saw like it's a star and that it said and then I when I clicked on it it said in red temporarily closed for refurbishment like no <laughs> womp womp oh, yeah no. I know so they're like okay I guess so we we did the next mountain <laughs> we went to Matterhorn <laughs> oh nice uh, that was our first ride for the day and by the time we got there it was already like a half-ish hour wait oh okay. wow that's that's um, interesting yeah yeah because the magic morning yeah. Yeah, because we the went people dr- from Fantasyland. Yeah, because we went we went directly there because the uh, uh, just before drop, rope drop is when I saw that Space Mountain was closed. So um, yeah, me and Eric just booked it for Matterhorn, but yeah, there was already a wait. But then I offered to Eric like, well, there is also single rider, and he looked at us like, oh yeah, let's totally do that. So we. We went in and we actually spent about five minutes in line. Awesome. And we ended up being like se- seated in the same like different yeah, car, cool. but you know how there's there's two per yeah uh, there's two bobsleds per um, unit, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got se- seated at the end of the first one, and then Eric was one directly in behind me. Oh, so that's we were nice. still in the same one. Yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, it worked out pretty nicely. So um, then you guys yeah. did the next mountain, right? Yeah, from there we went to Big Thunder Mountain <laughs> <laughs> and uh, rode that one. Um, there was only a ten-minute wait, but when we got there, the line was like pretty much like the end of the line was at the entrance of the ride. Oh wow! But that's because they didn't open up the zigzag all the way at the mm-hmm. bottom. Oh, nice! So it's like backing up. Yeah, so the line was just backed up all the way there. But I mean, yeah, we spent about five, ten minutes just walking and then did another ride. It's <laughs> awesome. Then from there, of course, Eric, he had to like, well, next is Splash Mountain, right, Nelson? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, ah, well, have fun. I'll, I'll, I'll wait for you right here. They do have single rider for that, well, but it was probably not needed that early in the morning, right? No, no, I didn't. I. I did not even check <laughs> because <laughs> I was not interested. What was the weather like? Was it cold at that time in the morning? Uh, yeah, there was a little bit of overcast, not too much. Um, there was uh, definitely clear um, openings in, in for the sky, but um, there was a slight breeze and the temperature was probably around like 60 to 62. So a little on the cool side. So not, not warm enough for Splash Mountain. <laughs> well... Yeah, it's not for me. The only acceptable time to go on Splash Mountain is uh, summer. Summer when, when everybody's actually, in line uh, for that. <laughs> yeah, when I'd actually appreciate getting a little wet. Yeah. But um, since it's not, 
No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, yeah, yeah after, you guys do after yeah. Um, Big Thunder, we did uh, Indiana. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. I kind of saw that picture where you took the picture of the zigzag and it's like empty. Yeah, because like we went into the the, line, the standard, you know, standby line queue for Indiana. And I saw that that whole area that, you know, it's all the zigzag for the line queue. Before it's the bridge, empty. right? Yeah, because the standby just pretty much fed right into the the bridge temple <laughs> yeah. very nice how so how long did you end up in that line like 15 minutes or so that one was about a 20 minute because when we started like actually going inside the temple we had to stop a couple of times because the line was backed up at that point oh okay but um yeah and obviously there's no real like fast pass users at that point since the park pretty much just opened no one lost their sunglasses <laughs> wow you had to mention that because i did <laughs> Oh, you did? No, yeah. I don't know ride? where exactly though, but I, I, yeah, I lost my sunglasses. Was oh it on no, a ride? I was making a reference. To <laughs> I know <K's>. to caves. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I knew exactly what you were saying. That's why I kind of chuckled when you said that. Like, uh, yeah, that actually did happen. <laughs> oh man, somebody is always yeah. losing a pair of sunglasses. I don't know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was my uh, um. Yeah, I have my uh, pair of Carreras and it's like sunglass case and I just had it in the, I guess, a bottle pocket in the side of my backpack. Oh. Oh, and slipped out. Yeah, it slipped out at some point because I only noticed it after getting off the ride at Hollow uh, Haunted Mansion. Wow. So I was like, it could have gotten out any at anywhere because when I looked around at Haunted Mansion, I did not see it. So I'm like, oh. <laughs> did you fill out a report? Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I'm gonna. I actually forgot about it and when until after we left. Oh. So I'll I'll call like Lost and Found see if they could I could fill in a report then. Yeah, hopefully but, they uh, find it. Yeah. It was my nice, like, it was a nice, pretty nice pair of Carreras. Yeah, it's one of the reasons why I have, like, park sunglasses. And yeah. I don't wear, wear my nice uh, Mickey Mouse Ray-Bans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One, because oh. I'm scared I'll scratch them because I'm I'm a klutz and I drop everything. Um, and then, two, I don't want, you know, them to fall off and yeah. me not realize. So that's, that's unfortunate. A, yeah, that's a pretty good tip. I might, I might do that next time. Yeah. I, I remember I bought a pair of park glasses, too. They were like your, you had goofy ones, right, Rissa? And I got like a Minnie Mouse one, but I thought they was Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah. It well, was like white and red. I still liked it, though. I mean, the color scheme was good. Yeah, there weren't polka dots, so. Yeah, no polka dots. That was but they, they were totally Minnie Mouse because they were there were a black and red pair, too. Yeah, that's the Mickey Mouse one. Yeah. But yeah, those are the cheaper ones. Um, yeah. For like 10 bucks. Not bad. Well, yeah, after annual pass discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, I like them. They yeah. they look like Ray Bans, but they're cheap. cheap so yeah. <laughs> I'm not scared to like drop them and whatever. So mm-hmm. that's that's a a tip for those of you that you know frequent the parks and you know don't want to lose anything. Also with like your hats. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like you know Brian can attest to that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either take it off and put it in the pouch, or like turn it backwards, go back to the 90s. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So it doesn't catch the wind. With the bill, oh. yeah. So, so yeah, after yeah, after, yep. um, after Indiana, we were headed back towards like uh, New Orleans Square, and I think we did Pirates first, and then headed our way to Haunted Mansion. Mm, nice. But then after, uh, yeah, I think that's what happened because after Pirates, or yeah, after Pirates, we went, we stopped by the churro cart in front of Haunted Mansion because they had the banana pudding churro. Ooh, is open already. Yep. Wow. Nice. By the time we got there, there was like already four people in line for the churro cart. So like, oh, sweet. How it, was it? Did it take long I, to get it? No. No? Okay. No. It was a lot quicker than when we tried to get the, the Mickey celebration. Yeah, churro. that's what I was thinking because there were only like three people in front of us then. And it just took forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think we were the first banana, at least... Um, all the people in front of us when we got in line just got a standard churro yeah um me and eric uh, were from what we i could see where we were the only ones that got the special churro at that cart so what are your thoughts on the churro so i i liked it um the it was with the, like a graham cracker crusting like coating on the churro itself and then yeah it gets a banana pudding dip and uh, it was a pretty good combo i enjoyed it 
I would get it again. Nice. The banana so. pudding wasn't too sweet? It was on the sweet side. I'll admit okay. that. But um, I still enjoyed it. At least it's a dip, so you can yeah. like control how much you're you're going to get yeah, the put sweetness. On, yeah, put on, on the churro, right? Yeah. All right, cool. So what did you do after getting that banana pudding uh, churro? Oh, and then from there, we hopped in line for Haunted Mansion. Oh, right, right, definitely. And uh, yeah, after, I think that was the last ride we did at Disneyland before we decided to hop. Okay. Because at that point, it was like 1020. Oh, yeah. Ooh, and so the are almost opening. open. Yeah. Exactly. So we're like, okay, I think we're ready for some real food. So um, we, you know, hopped parks from there. And uh, huh, I'd have to really think what we did first. I think we kind of just... Got into the park and then just perused what all the booths were and okay. where they were. Yeah. Just Did to you... see what was available and whatnot. And also try to figure out where they were selling the sip and saver passes. Okay. And then once you found the sip and saver where they were selling them, did you go and buy them? Yes. Did each of you have one? Yes. Nice. Oh, so nice. so you totally like crushed all eight by yourself. Well, I did. <laughs> okay. Um I actually got Eric his with my with the AP discount, discount yeah. so uh-huh. it was a bit yeah five dollars cheaper. Um, he only had five, so he still has three tabs that he gave to me. So I'm like, oh, yes. nice. <laughs> so you're inheriting? Yeah, I inherited uh, three three extra tabs. I didn't use them. I still have them in my backpack. So the next time we go in the end of um, March, yeah, at, at uh, on March 29, then I'll have three ready to go. Awesome. But uh, yeah, I'm debating if I'll be um, getting another sip and saver just because I've pretty much had at least one item from most of the carts. There's, I think, four more carts that I need to get a stamp because with this food and wine festival, there's no buttons. Oh, oh that's a shame. Uh, I I don't care much for the buttons. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, so it's just a stamp on the, the passport booklet and then... There's a completion stamp kind of similar to the uh, Festival of Holidays little booklet. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's what's offered at this year's inter- uh, Food and Wine Festival. Um, I will admit, though, when we got there, we went to the first booth that uh, we came across that were selling them. Okay. And they already ran out of the annual pass holder lanyards. What? Oh, wow. They, so they were just, they had a plain black um, lanyard that, you know, if you bought it even just a, as a regular um, for the, you know, I think it's $55, yeah. $49.99, something like that. Um, yeah, it was just a standard black lanyard. But they were telling us, like, it's only sold out here because this is literally the first booth, like, right next to the entrance of the festival. Right, <laughs> right exactly. Right. exactly. That's where everybody and, goes. And they were saying, like, there's definitely way more if you go at, like, towards the Pacific Wharf area. Like, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> so you did that. Yeah. So me and Eric, we went down to, yeah, right across from the uh, Sonoma Terrace. There was another station there, and we got, that's where we got the Sip and Saver Pass. And nice. it, they still had, you know, <laughs> a, a lot of lanyards left. <laughs> yeah, that's good. So, that's yeah. good. So you got your AP lanyards. Yeah, so I was able to pick up our passes there, and then I guess we just started, you know, going to town. Foods. Yeah. <laughs> so I doubt you'll need to get another pass because you could totally just take my stamps because oh. <laughs> I don't really care about that stuff. Yeah. Um, and you know how I feel about buttons after I hurt my arm. So. Yep. 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 Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you'll get a complete book. Yeah. I only. I think last I checked, I think I only need four more stamps anyway. So. Wow. You really knocked out a lot there. Yes, sir. So let's go through the food that you actually tried. Um, okay. I forgot back at Disneyland. Okay. Um, I think it was after Haunted Mansion that we stopped by Rancho Del Zocalo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. right. You tried some <laughs> uh, get your ears on dome yeah. cake. So it was actually uh, pretty good. How did it um, taste? Like, uh, so the outer coating was like a little slight hint of mango. Hmm. ever so slight and the inside um i don't want to say frosting oh but um it like a cream type okay uh it definitely was more reminiscent of like horchata because it had like cinnamon to it Ooh, um, i enjoyed it overall um would i get it again probably not 
but uh, I at least had it, and I thought the, what I had was good. Would you recommend it, Rissa try it? Because I know Rissa wanted yeah. to get that. I, I, I honestly think, Rissa, you'd like it if you got one. I, I probably would have missed... I would miss the mango more, though, if ah. it was well, just like yeah, a hint. Yeah, it's, it's definitely just a tiny hint. So the, mm. the cake itself, is it like a white cake or sponge yeah, cake? The, or the very bottom layer is like a very thin white cake of some sort okay I, I i don't know if it's technically a sponge cake but it's definitely white cake all right so yeah let's talk about the foods you tried oh yeah well when did at what point did you guys meet up with teal because i know she met uh, you guys later kind of late in the day <laughs> oh, wow. oh wow um i want to say like 2 30 3 o'clock wow it's kind of late yeah yeah she had stuff to do <laughs> okay all did right, she so, get a sip and saver pass too no she did not Okay, I was gonna say that's a lot of catching up to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah especially because no. it's like two thirty already. Right. So yeah, I'm I'm just checking the video of when I recorded, and it says two fifteen. So yeah, pretty much wow. met up with her around two fifteen, two thirty. Wow. Okay. So I don't know if we need to go through like everything you tried. Yeah. Um, sure. But what was like your favorite besides the beer? Oh yeah, let's talk about that. Favorite the besides the beer. Absolute. Like show, like uh, best in show. Yep. Okay. I think of all the things that I did try, hands down, the pork belly bond me. Oh, yeah. I knew you were gonna say that. It was so freaking good, and <laughs> it was like the, it was so tender. Like the pork belly meat was like, oh my gosh, I, I, you could just like touch it and then it falls apart. Kind of deals, just like, oh, it's so tender. So you know, like last year, it was mm-hmm. a bow, right? Yep, it was. So. Do you like the bao better or the bon mi? Um, personally, I think I like the bon mi better because with oh. the with the um the little bun that it came in, it was more sturdy. Okay. Did the bao uh, uh, the bao bun break apart last year when you guys tried it? No. No, it's just like the typical bao container that they yeah. serve at at uh, Disneyland. Though, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like dry. the outer shell kind of gets dry. Yeah. Um, so I, I guess the Bon Mi is a better vessel. Mm. At least I, I was able to hold it a lot easier. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, the, the taste of it, oof, that's awesome. And it, it, it's available at the Garlic Kissed booth. So is that your favorite booth? Yes. Yeah. So, um, they also had the, like, um, a garlic crusted mac and cheese there, which was also really good. Are Did, they both, uh, tab worthy? Uh, if I were to use a tab, probably just the bond me personally. Okay. So Nelson, they had a dessert here, um, that we were last oh, week talking right. about the, if you eat it, does it taste like garlic? Um, yeah, I did not get it. <laughs> okay. okay. So we'll save that for when you and Rissa go at the end of the sure. month. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. probably. Uh, I think it was only like five fifty or yeah, something like that. Yeah, just buy so one of those. Just buy it with cash. Yeah, and let's see if it tastes like garlic. I just, I'm just I, so curious. I doubt it. <laughs> I really doubt it. Yeah, yeah, I'd be interested why it's in the garlic yeah. booth, but um, yeah, well, I'll definitely, we'll definitely try it next time. Disney does some strange grouping sometimes where they'll put a sweet thing where it doesn't belong, or like they have that booth where it's like the blue diamond almond thing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, why do they have a whole booth for Blue Diamond Almonds? I don't know. Sponsorships. Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah much, Blue pretty Diamond much. is a, a sponsor for this year's. Yes. Yeah. I saw the picture of the gate where it has Blue Diamond Almonds up there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, uh, what was your favorite beer? Ooh. Yeah, okay. You tried over, a bunch. At, over at the, um, the beer garden, they had this, I forget the, the brewery, but they had this watermelon wheat. Oh, okay. Mm. I was so surprised at how much watermelon flavor they were able to get in it. So it's better than the 21st Amendment watermelon? Maybe. Or you, you haven't tried that one? I don't think I've had it before. So okay. I got it twice because oh, I liked wow. it so much. So, so did you get the flight there? Uh, At the beer garden? No. I was getting no. full beers over at the beer garden. I did get the the beer flight at Cluckadoodle Moo. Cluckadoodle Moo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, there they had the Harris Ranch um, beef tenderloin slider. That was really good, and the like the the steak that it came with. Um, it was cooked uh, medium rare, so it was Ooh. a little red oh, nice. in the middle. Nice. nice. My only complaint was that it's probably it was prepared a little bit ago because it was kind of cold. Oh, oh no! They don't yeah. have a heat lamp or something. Yeah. Well, if you put it on a heat lamp, it's gonna dry it out. Cook. Yeah. Yeah. Cook it. Oh, it might have been sitting for 
a few minutes before I got it. Oh, yeah, good, that, that was my good. only yeah, th that was my only complaint about the slider was the temperature. But the the meat was great because Harris Ranch steak. Oh, that's good stuff. I mean, you can smell it from the freeway. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Passing by Harris Ranch on the freeway yeah. on I five. Yeah. So I saw in your pictures you tried the Impossible Burger. I know Ooh, I wanted to mention that. Too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and looking at the picture, it looks like a real burger. Um, yes. Did you get that impression when you yes. ate it? Yep. I was so surprised when I, um, for one, when I when I was given it, like I saw it in person, just looking at the outside, like even just the patty. I'm like, if no one told me that this was plant based, I would not. And like just looking at it, like it looks like a beef patty. Right. Right. And then when I, after my first bite, I was thinking like, yeah, if no one told me that this was plant-based, I would have not have guessed. Wow. It was very convincing. I'm like, this is so good. That's impressive. Yeah. So I'm like, huh. I'm so, like, so when, one later. <laughs> when vegans tell you, oh, it's just like meat. <laughs> this one really is. Yeah, this one is, huh? Mm-hmm. So Interesting. I... I was happily surprised and i did enjoy it when we go again later or when i go again later this month i might get it again Risa, right. are you gonna get it oh obviously i, I think have to you try should. i have to try everything man yeah definitely definitely i think you should <laughs> you too mike yeah i'll probably get it too in april mm -hmm. so definitely want to try that i mean i know they're that impossible is like teaming up with disney now so there's a lot of things that they're they're bringing into even epcot so we should look out for that when we go for food and wine because oh in november yeah yeah they're gonna have something like that a dish with the impossible meat so mm -hmm. so did you guys uh after you got your sip and savers did you end up writing anything else or were you just chilling and eating the rest of the day um at one point we me and eric did go on Incredicoaster. coaster i nice, saw a nice. clip that you uploaded where eric, you were like eric where are we and he said guardians of the tower of terror no, he said Guardians of the Galaxy, Galaxy Tower, Tower of Terror. Terror? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> because um, I decided to whip out my phone to record it, uh, record that moment, because just before then, they just said, like, just as just just as happenstance, like, yeah, I've never ridden Guardians of the Galaxy. And I just, like, look at them like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, no, I mean, like, I've ridden Tower of Terror, but haven't gone on the new Guardian, the rethemed Guardians ride. Like, oh. What? <laughs> what did they think of it? They, they, I like. I was even after the ride. I took out my phone for to record the reactions of like what do they thought. Uh huh. And I got them. Like I got new two new converts. <laughs> nice, <laughs> because nice. they 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 said they preferred the new Guardians ride over the original Tower of Terror now too. Yeah, honestly, it's not that hard to convert people just because like it's such a fun ride. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's really it's, fun. It's a lot of fun and, and just the way that it changes up the sequences. Right. And they're like, I was telling them like, yeah, because original Guardian or the original Tower of Terror ride is just the one ride, the mm -hmm. one variant versus yep. the Guardians of the Galaxy, you get six. Yep. Well, they did start randomizing it in Florida, so it's not the oh. same sequence anymore. Oh, interesting. Okay. I mean, they getting, probably... getting to the elevator part, you know, like when you, you back up and it goes through that whole, you know, dark yeah, ride part, like portion. Yeah, like the... the going to the twilight zone yeah that one's always the same but the right. the sequence of drops and stuff's been randomized so. yeah it's probably because they were able to up upgrade their uh their lift yeah right um, yeah so it's not like an analog type anymore mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah so yeah. did you guys get to do it tipsy or just no 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 it's just standard because it was i guess their first time doing it so so nelson's saving the tipsy for later yeah yeah <laughs> All tipsy, right. Tipsy time. Tipsy time. But I mean, we did go to the beer garden twice. <laughs> of course. Very nice. Yeah. So definitely. That's when I got my second watermelon wheat. So. so did you guys get to check out World of Color? Um, Actually, by the time we were finishing up like our second rounds of beers over at the beer garden, it was like uh, 9.58. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, park's closing in like two minutes. -ish. Yeah. Wow. And then we're like walking out of the um, Paradise Garden areas to see a huge crowd of people like, oh, this is World, world of, of Color. color. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So world like, I guess this is our cue to leave because I don't want to avoid park dump as much as possible. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Uh, by the time we were in front of uh, Ariel's uh, undersea adventure ride, um, that's when the world of color started. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you got we to pretty avoid much, that. Yeah. Yeah. We pretty much uh, skipped it because, yeah, we wanted to avoid everyone leaving after yeah. it was done. So, yeah. Nice. We had so that- a pretty productive day. Uh, lots of lots of food. Obviously, I finished my entire Sip and Saver Pass. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Um, I will tell you guys, um, the one disappointing food item that I did have was the, unsurprisingly, it was the deconstructed musubi. Aww. I didn't have my hopes up for it, in all honesty, but it was the most expensive thing on that menu for the Golden Dreams booth. Mm-hmm. So that's why I used a tab on it. But I was like, mm, I wouldn't get this again. <laughs> what was wrong about it? Was it the sauce or... Uh, for one thing, the the pineapple salsa that they used on it, it was definitely canned pineapple. Oh, my oh. goodness. Yeah, so it was definitely canned overly anything, yeah, it was definitely overly sweet and it, it, you could tell it was canned pineapple. So I'm like, no thanks. They have Dole as a sponsor. Like Seriously? why would you why would you can't? Like there's spears everywhere. Right. Just grab some of those. Yeah. <laughs> Chop up yeah. some spears. If if they gone the extra mile of using fresh pineapple, it probably would have been ten times better. I bet. But uh, yeah, for me that was the most disappointing food item that I had. So. Okay. And so there's no other uh, disappointments like that. Um, no, I don't think so. I had like a, toward the end of the night, it was getting cold again, or it was cooling down because the sun was going down and um teal wanted to get some something warm so we ended up getting the uh, it was like the cheddar lager soup I oh think yeah was. the one in the bread bowl right in the mini boudin bread bowl yeah i saw that picture oh oh man it was that was pretty good that hit the spot nice nice and then definitely the last food item that i had was the citrus brined pork roast over at the citrus grove uh booth and, and that was think? super tangy. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell that, yeah, it was definitely like the, the uh, pot roast was citrus brined for probably a while. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because like I could feel my, my, my glands pumping from the, this, you know, the tangy sourness to it. I enjoyed it, though. It was good. Um, the only complaint I had for that one, though, was um, I feel like they gave me too much slaw. <laughs> oh, yeah. On top. So I digged around with some, uh, around it as much as I could to get, you know, all the, the meat. But yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed it. It was still good. All right. Sounds like a fun trip. Yes. No, it was definitely. Uh, of course, the highlight, again, was just chilling at the beer garden because yeah. it was just we were just catching up because, yeah, I mean, I was talking to both Teal and Eric on, you know, what they've been up to. And particularly, uh, it was funny. I asked Teal, like, Teal, this is a very sensitive question. And she's like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. And I'm like, how's Frozen 2 going? (laughs) (laughs) Did she say anything? uh, She said, oh, okay. Um, Yeah, she was telling me a little bit about it, but well, as what she could say. Right. Um, As in, it's going, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) very high level type of um, explanations and whatnot. And um, I was also kind of asking her about the the trailer because like, yeah, there was like no spoken words and the whole vibe of the entire trailer was just like dark. Yeah. It's Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so she, Did was, she explain she, it or no? um, a little bit, but okay. you know, nothing I can like Let's close here. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's not that it's not that it's just it was so general. It's not really worth okay. saying much. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> what other people can glean from it, too, right? Yeah, pretty much. And so, yeah, I was uh, just seeing if I could get anything out of what, it. Yeah, just to <laughs> see what she could say. I mean, those NDAs, though. Oh, of yeah. course, of course. Yeah. So she's really definitely on. Yeah, yeah, she was like, despite us having, you know, those beers there, um, she was still doing her job. Yeah. <laughs> so. Good I mean, on you, Teal. <laughs> it's just like you, though, yeah, right? With your security is. clearance. Yeah, it really security is. clearance. Yeah. So. Like, what can you disclose? Even if you're drunk, you probably wouldn't say anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's that sounds like fun. Uh, speaking of Teal, you mentioned to her about the podcast, right? Yeah, so at the at that point, like, 
by the time we actually met up with Teal, um, she didn't know that, you know, I was part of a podcast and that we have a YouTube channel and all that jazz. So by the time we were like, um, started sampling foods and in front of Mike and Sully's rescue, um, they had another, that's, that's one satellite booth that's kind of out on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so disconnected from all the other food booths. Yeah, yeah. It's like that one booth all the time. Yeah. Um, that's where they had the barbacoa tacos and the tiki cocktail. That's mm. uh, what's over at that L.A. Styles booth. Um, but when we were over there, um, that's where I was explaining to her, like, yeah, no, we have this uh, podcast. And she was asking me about it. And like, yeah, no, we really just like started off as me and Micah talking on Discord of you know anything and everything disney and then how micah just started listening to other podcasts and then thought we should do we should just record what we talk about <laughs> yeah definitely definitely so yeah i was just telling her the backstory and then how we also brought in rissa after the first episode and yeah how we just kind of been growing from there and when she asked what the name of the podcast was I was like oh yeah it's disney talk podcast look it up and she's like whoa you guys already have 32 episodes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly like how long you've been doing this they're like oh since like last june so yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, that's when i also told her like yeah we have a youtube channel too or mike is really trying to push us to get you know that those first hundred subscribers yeah so. definitely that's when at that point yeah she was like subscribing to everything instagram <laughs> youtube uh, i saw like, it it's pretty cool i like i like how she added us so i did follow her back on a bunch of accounts so oh nice so <laughs> yeah yeah, it sounds good. So we look forward to getting her on the podcast soon, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. And so uh, that was another point of discussion over at the beer gardens where I was saying like, yeah, we were uh, we were trying to get this uh, skipper to, you know, interview on the show. And then that's when I thought like, you know, Teal, if, if you'd be down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know my friend Michael would love for you to be on our, our you know, on our recording. Definitely. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, that'd be awesome. And um, yeah, she was just asking for to get the questions like the ahead of time so she could prepare to, you know, say, if it was any anything sensitive that, you know, she could be prepared for that. Yep. Sounds good. So, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully like some. Yeah. Hopefully sometime soon uh, could actually get her on the show. Sounds great. You know, it's it's always good that we can get somebody that's close to Disney um, working for them or you know, have worked them for, for them before on the show so we can get some more insight. Um, right. So anyway, um, you want to anything you want to wrap up or say to our for our listeners here um, about your trip? Yeah. So, oh, man, the Food and Wine Festival, like we kind of mentioned last time, uh, even between Disney World and the East and West Coast parks, the Food and Wine Festival is definitely my favorite. Yep. So plenty of food plenty of beer if you're a beer person um tons of selection and of course there's wine i'm not so well versed in in the wine so but there is a whole booth just on wine and cheese so nice. and they're of course right next to each other <laughs> perfect pairing right there um uh, but yeah no this is um it's very fun and if you know you you go with a couple couple good friends or even just you know be a big group um yeah, there's plenty of food to try, plenty of drinks to go around, and just lots of fun memories to make. So um, if you guys have a chance to go, I say do it because it's definitely worth it. All right. So, yeah, thanks for sharing your experience from this past weekend. Yeah, and, it was good fun. And uh, so, Rissa, anything you want to say to our listeners here? Yeah, um, I'll be in the parks uh, at the end of the month. It'll get a little bit easier to spot us soon enough. Um, oh, I'll be sporting a backpack that has our our branding on it um, whenever that comes in. Um, so if you see us around, don't be shy. Uh, feel free to say hi. Um, and thank you for continuing to, to listen in on our podcast, um, uh, to watch all our videos. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe uh, to any platform of the podcast uh, that you listen on. Um, and don't forget, if you shop on Park Hopper Customs to use our uh, discount code for DTP15, um, if you spend $10 or more, you'll get 15% off. Nelson, any closing message uh, for our listeners here? Yeah, thanks, guys, for, again, dropping by. Um, lots of lots of stuff happening at Disneyland between, you know, Galaxy's Edge and current Food and Wine Festival. So, 
yeah, lots to see, lots to do, and um, hope you get to experience some of it, or hopefully all of it. But uh, yeah, enjoy your time when, if you do go. So I want to thank everybody for tuning in to our episode today. And thank Nelson for giving us his trip report. It was very informative, and we got to learn more about what's going on at the Food and Wine Festival at California Adventure. Um, thank you for subscribing and listening. And please check out our latest YouTube video. It's the first of our cinematic style videos. We did a review of Ballast Point at Downtown Disney. So if you haven't checked that out, check it out. And please remember to subscribe. We're at 93 subscribers closing in. So seven more. Uh, <laughs> thanks, guys. And um, we will see you next time. Oh, actually, check us out on DisneyTimePodcast.com. That's our website. We've got all our social media on there. And the podcast is up there as well. Thanks, guys. And we will see you next time. See ya. Later.